Hello! Welcome to Tay to Z, where we chat about every Taylor Swift song in alphabetical order. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab, and we will be your hosts on this journey. In our last episode, we talked about Lavender Haze from Midnight's. Lavender Haze. Yeah? Mm-hmm. That's my version. <laughs> and today, we are discussing the song Maroon, also from Midnight's. Maroon is the second track on Midnight's. Midnight's was released on October 21st, 2022, and this song was co-written by our guy, Jack Antonoff. Our guy. Like most of the Midnight songs, this has yet to be played live. I am not convinced that she will play it on the Eras tour. We shall see. I think this one is like a definite. Really? Yeah. It's you like think? Yeah, it's like one of her more like singly type. Is it? Yeah. I don't know. This feels kind of just like a... Put it in the background kind of song. She doesn't put a song like that at track two, ever. Mm. Ever, ever. Mm. So so she must feel really good about this song. Usually a track two is like a hit, yeah. you know, like Cruel Summer. Yeah. So I would say that it's fairly likely this song will be played live. Hmm. Okay. All right. <laughs> Guess we all know how Devin feels about this no. song. <laughs> what do you mean, Gab? So, Devin, mm. what do you think about Maroon? This is one that I have not listened to a lot on the album. Since the first week of the release, I really haven't listened to this album in order mm. or in totality, if you will, all in one sitting. Mm. I have listened to it in totality in various sittings, but I have not <laughs> sat with the original 13 songs in a while gotcha. uh, to just like listen all the way through. Yeah. And so this one has definitely been played less. It doesn't pop up as much for me. I am not going to click on Maroon when there is you're on your own kid or mastermind or bejeweled or, you know, Okay. so not the biggest fan of this one. Sorry, not sorry. This may be one of the rare Jack songs that I am not a big fan of the production. Wow. It's it's rare with Jack. He he's my he's my boy. Mm -hmm. He's my guy. <laughs> it it doesn't it doesn't really work for me. It feels kind of flat. There wow. there doesn't seem to be, you know, a lot going on there in the production. And especially that like like before the second verse starts <laughs> there's like this whiny like high pitched like mm. that kind of just sounds it's terrible you know you repeating it on the podcast <laughs> really makes it sound better really <laughs> some of the lyrics here though are really great and there's that one part that's like really really good the your roommate's cheap ass screw top rose that's how like the line is amazing the melodic line of it too is so good mm. and the rhythm your roommate's cheap ass screw top rose that's how like mm. so so good and then the same with the carnations you had thought were roses that's us yeah. like it's like really fun with the rhythm and the and the melody there I, I i just i just think those are so good and like really great to to sing along to and like kind of that's kind of it in the song that i like it seems pretty clear that this song is about joe i would say Interesting. Gossip Gab has different thoughts. Oh, okay. And <laughs> it also is interesting to see her use the color maroon as a version of like the reds that she has used mm -hmm. in the past. There is like a melancholy to the color Ooh, of maroon, okay. you know, because it adds in purples and like a little bit of brown, I think, is in maroon mm -hmm. too. And so it feels a little bit darker 
than say her burning reds yes. of of the red era and then it's also interesting too because her daylight was golden mm-hmm. and her bat love is golden so maybe it isn't joe maybe this maroon love is not joe maybe it's a melancholy love that has that she you know thinks about from time to time mm-hmm. that a what if kind of love maybe it's very interesting i always love when she uses color in her songs, mm-hmm. she loves using it to describe things and being a motif in different versions of songs and stuff. And it's, it's very cool to see that here. And so, you know, honestly, just not a fave of mine on this album. But there are, there are parts of it that are, that are pretty cool. Gab, what do you think of Maroon? Maroon felt the most classic Taylor to me out of the whole album. Interesting. On first listen. So, like, for me, I feel like it could have been on either, like, 1989 or Rep. Hmm. Like, it had a sound to me that I was like, okay, this is Taylor. Hmm. Yeah. I think the verses are very interesting lyrically. Mm-hmm. Like, I really like the lyrics in them, but I don't necessarily love them musically. Hmm. That first verse, I, like, really love those lyrics and how they set up this kind of like youthful early romance feeling Mm -hmm. you can almost like see that couple as they're like laughing wondering how they ended up on the floor like and like giggling it's just like that like i don't know youthful freedom of like falling in love and at the beginning i love that verse i think like what i really don't necessarily jive with is kind of where taylor's voice sits on the verses Hmm. i don't know i just is i'm not a huge fan of like that Mm -hmm. part of it but i really love the pre-chorus and chorus and think they're like very catchy mm-hmm. like immediately sing along stuck in your head like instantly like didn't have to even think to learn the lyrics i feel like yeah, cool. and it, that part that's the part that felt to me like the most quintessential taylor okay it felt just yeah super super taylory mm-hmm. <laughs> i also really love this bridge i think it's very honest for taylor to say that, you know, sometimes she thinks about her past with an ex. Mm. Like, I think that's what she's saying with the, I wake with your memory over me. Mm. You know, I think she's like waking up thinking about this past person mm-hmm, in her mm-hmm. life. Ultimately, like, I think that the song is like enjoyable. I'll always listen to it when it comes on. Mm-hmm. I do like to still listen to the album in order fairly often. Mm-hmm. So I listen to it, I'd say, I think probably more than you. I'd say it's not one of my favorites from the album. Like, mm-hmm. it would be closer towards the bottom. But I still like it. Yeah. I don't, I'd say, like, I don't, like, love it. Sure. You know, I'm not, a, I, I don't ride or die for Maroon. Okay. But I like a lot of the lyrics in it quite mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. lyrics are really good. Yeah. Devin, do you relate to Maroon? Not really. Can't really relate to this one. I think that one of the lines that I can relate to is the dancing in New York Mm -hmm. and not barefoot because I don't know why anyone would dance barefoot in New York. (laughs) Honestly, there's, there's a lot happening on the, on the ground of New York. And so I don't think it's really safe for your bare feet. Yeah. I feel like it's that kind of naive youthfulness again. Mm. I'll say that. I've been barefoot in New York once in my life, and I was 22. Yeah, there's probably just, like, shards of glass everywhere, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Dog poop, like, Ew. you know, it's it's a gross city, so. <laughs> Not gonna dance barefoot, but obviously, Gab and I have built a relationship around dancing, yeah. and dancing causes you to get a flush in your cheeks, mm. for sure, which could potentially be maroon, or <laughs> so scarlet it turns maroon. Mm-hmm. And that's another interesting thing about this song, is because I think of Scarlet as more vibrant than Maroon. Yeah. And so when she says that it's so Scarlet, it's Maroon, that seems backwards to me. Well, it's like, 
I feel like Scarlet, it's like on the spectrum of reds becoming darker, right? Mm. So Scarlet is before maroon in terms of like dark, like reds. Mm. Like if you think of a color spectrum where like white's on one side, black's on the other Mm -hmm. side, and then the reds are all spiraling out from Mm -hmm. pink to, you know, burgundy Mm -hmm. or whatever. Yeah, I think think it's the idea like so Scarlet it was maroon, like maybe so red that it became maroon. That it became not as red. It makes me think of like 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 a cut that turns into Ooh, a scab. Like a dried cut. <laughs> kind of, like, you know? Like, like it becomes mm, the darker. Coagulated blood. Yeah, which is kind of gross, but like that's mm. that's like kind of what so that makes scarlet, me think of. it became maroon. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, like that a, baru- was... a bruise. I don't know why I called it a bruise. A bruise <laughs> because it's maroon. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and so, like, you obviously I've had that flush in my cheeks before that so scarlet it maybe could turn maroon. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But especially when you're dancing with someone that, that you love and whatever, there may be an extra flush in your cheeks. Mm-hmm. It gives it an extra, like, you know, uh, anti-up of flush. Sure. So <laughs> that's how I relate, I guess. Okay, fair. <laughs> also... Uh, I, I guess I can also relate because whenever like Mama kisses me on the cheek, she <laughs> she leaves. So Mama is Gab's grandmother. Whenever yes. she kisses anyone on the cheek, she leaves a burgundy usually. Uh, no, she wears hot pink lipstick. Hot it's pink. not burgundy. It's hot pink lipstick. But I guess like when Mark it blends in, cheek. it could be maroon. Yeah, you know, <laughs> so hot pink it was maroon. <laughs> So I guess I can relate there, too. Yeah. You know, because the burgundy of my, you know, lipstick. <laughs> it's, yeah. like, not burgundy no, lipstick. at all. Ever. Sure. Ever. So, Cam, you relate to maroon. <laughs> so, maroon and white were my high school colors. Oh. And we were called the maroons. Which, <laughs> really? Yeah. My soccer team growing up, we were the maroons. And, like, which really just... Took it as the color. Like, our uniforms were maroon. Just so we maroon. were maroon. It'd be like the oranges. Yeah. <laughs> because that was so ingrained in me from such a young age, I, like, feel this weird connection to the color maroon. Hmm. Like, I kind of feel like some kind of, like ownership over it or that it's like a nostalgic color for me because of that. Sure. That's kind of in line with this song <laughs> in the way that she's looking back on a relationship and associating it with color and i associate my childhood and teen years with the color maroon okay okay. so like it's kind of like that it's really funny though because i always think of like a burgundy as like a like a classy color i think because of like red wine or whatever so yeah the color maroon has just been something that's been part of my life since i was seven playing travel soccer (laughs) yeah wow so yeah we were the maroons yeah i have no idea cool and, like, the two O's would be, like, soccer balls. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I can also relate to the way that Taylor describes the end of the relationship in the second verse, like, so visually. So the lyrics, sobbing with your head in your hands, and you were standing hollow-eyed in the hallway. Mm. I feel like I can also remember, like, clear images like that from my breakups Mm. and that those like little visual moments can really stay with you Mm -hmm. of like you know breaking down and like what like where you were what the room looked like those are the kind of things that kind of stay in your memory Mm. so that whole verse or like the relationship kind of falls apart I relate to that cool (laughs) yeah did you listen to a lot of Maroon 5 growing up no I did not I mean Mm. I liked She Will Be Loved but 
You so know, good. I'm not a huge Maroon 5 fan. Another classic slow dance. She Will Be Loved. Uh, yeah. So good. It's a good song. It's so good. I'm sure, I know they have a ton of other hits and whatever since then, but that's still my favorite. <laughs> I have I have a very strangely vivid memory of playing Donkey Kong 64 while listening to She Will Be Loved. That is the weirdest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> like like it was on the radio or something while we were playing Donkey Kong wow. 64. Like I have this weird... That's such a shame because I remember Donkey Kong 64 having a good soundtrack. Fantastic soundtrack. Yeah, do, can, yeah. Donkey, Donkey Kong. Kong. We can't sing anymore for copyright Yeah, reasons. copyright. copyright. <laughs> However, somehow other podcasts get away with it. So I don't know exactly. Oh, better to be safe. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. so... <laughs> Your dad always asking why we can't play the songs on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Copyright. Copyright. Well, now we get to the segment of... Gossip. In Maroon, Taylor uses shades of dark red, a.k.a. maroon or scarlet, as we've already discussed, <laughs> uh, to invoke memories of a past romance. Okay. So I think we interpret this song differently. I don't think this is a love song, even though it starts off with that relationship coming together. Mm-hmm. Then that second verse is a breakup. Mm. And then she's talking about a legacy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think that. This is a relationship that still is. Sure. I think she's looking back in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that that probably makes more sense. Given that maroon is a shade of red mm. and that Midnight's came out nearly exactly 10 years after red was released, mm. just off by one day, probably because it was, you know, a Friday or a Saturday. Many link this song to two possible love interests from that time in Taylor's life. Okay. So the first, mostly associated with the album Red, is Jake Gyllenhaal. Of course. But I feel this song does take a positive slant in looking mm. back, in terms of like, still thinking about the person, I wake with your memory over me, What a that's a real fucking legacy to leave. I don't think this song is about Jake. Mm. You know, some thought it could be like, oh, the red has like matured into maroon and she's looking back on it differently. Okay. I don't think she is. Like, you know, we're still in the era of all too well 10 minute version. Sure. Yeah. So I really don't think it's about Jake. No. But the next love interest at this time in Taylor's life, that time in Taylor's mm. life, 2012, mm-hmm. 2013, mm-hmm. was Harry Styles, who I do believe the song is about. Okay. Okay. So I am also someone who thinks that the one from Folklore is about Harry. Okay. And I think that these songs kind of explore similar ideas of like you know a past relationship where you can look back and things were good and fun yeah but ultimately you're not with them but you can Mm. still reflect back on it Mm -hmm. and they also both have lyrics that mention rosé rosé flowing with your chosen family screw top rosé sure 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 okay and then the burgundy on my t-shirt when you splashed your wine into me Uh. is similar to the idea of the wine stained dress from clean oh and you know we know that a lot of 1989 uh-huh. was written about that Harry Taylor relationship. Uh-huh. And then the lyric, the rust that grew between telephones, some felt it could imply a long distance relationship. Sure. I think it could also imply like we're not communicating, yeah. but it could imply a long distance relationship or both those things because Harry and Taylor are both huge stars. So maybe they weren't communicating sure. so well. And um, it was long distance. And it was long distance. Yeah. So those are the... The main reasons, Mm. I kind of just feel like Harry is this like phase X for Taylor where she can look back and be like, that was fun. How crazy was that? We were two like big pop stars, Mm. young and in love and like silly, but like 
ultimately not right for each other. But yeah. I don't think she looks back on it negatively. No, I think that they're still friendly. Yeah, I mean, they were even just uh, interacted at the last Grammys, you know? Yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's what I think that Interesting. the song is about. That makes sense. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because it seems like at midnight when she was thinking about this and writing it, mm-hmm. there's that, there's a melancholy there. You know, Maroon, like I said, feels very melancholy. Yeah. And this song has a very melancholy to it yeah. as well. Yeah. And so it seems like she thinks back on this relationship and maybe does feel like a twinge of melancholy about it. Well, that's like, you know, it would have been fun if you had been the one. I yeah. do think that those are very similar ideas. Yeah. These two songs. Yeah. And it might not be Harry. And like, for all we know, it could be someone that we don't even know. For sure. She dated, whatever. But whoever this is about. Yeah. yeah, It definitely seems like she has, you know, she thinks about this person. Yeah. And they also had like fun young times in New York. Yeah. So that could work. Some people thought like maybe Tom Hiddleston, like the one I was dancing with in New York Mm because they danced in New York. But none of the other stuff really connects to him in that way. And like the fact that Red is kind of pointing back to a specific time, I feel like. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it might not be, but like it is interesting for someone like taylor who's used color so much for sure to use a shade of red and not have anything to do with the previous red i don't think that's likely Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but you know these are really like with these midnight songs where there's not like really much confirmed or not a lot of quotes from taylor you know not a lot of people having like interviewed her specifically about songs there's obviously a lot of room for interpretation so this these are my opinions so you know share with us if you guys have different ones yeah this is not confirmed. <laughs> I mean, most of Gossip Gab isn't. That's why it's called Gossip Gab. But I love getting quotes from Taylor whenever we can. You it's heard harder, it here first. harder with these midnight songs. You know what I mean? You heard it hot off the press from Gossip <laughs> Gab. So, Devin, mm. what's your favorite line <laughs> in Maroon? I like... Well, you took the rating for my other favorite... My more favorite line. Oh. But... So the second favorite line is the carnations you had thought were roses. How do you mess that up? How do you <laughs> how do you mess up roses and carnations? That's another line that makes me think it's it's Harry. <laughs> yeah, I can just you, that's true. You can I can totally see Harry totally messing up carnations. And when they dated, he was what twenty one. Yeah, like yeah. he shows up with a bunch of carnations. He's like, I brought you roses, <laughs> and she's like, um. What about the line, though? Carnations you had thought were roses. That's That's us. us. That's the part of the line that I find most interesting. Interesting. You know? So, like, you think we're this shiny special thing, but Mm -hmm. we're actually just carnations. Right. And then earlier, the screw top, cheap-ass screw top rosé, it's like, there are aspects of this that she's looking back on that, you know, are fond and, like, there's a legacy and and all this stuff. But then there are aspects of it that were definitely, like, crappy and, like... Yeah. It also feels to me, though, kind of, like, just, like, naive and youthful. Yeah. Like, we were young young. and silly. Very young. Like, like, screw top rosé. Like, I'm guessing that it was, like, barefoot Moscato or something. (laughs) Maybe. I don't even know if that's screw top, is it? For, like, $10. It Could totally be. was because we drank it in college and no one had a wine opener in college. <laughs> so it had to be screwed up. I had a wine opener in college. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, I drank brandy in college. <laughs> I believe that. And Cosmos. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> yeah, so that that's a, that's a good one. Gab, yeah. what's your favorite line? So I already kind of talked about it, but I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. Mm. Like, just that idea of, like, waking up, thinking about this person, thinking about even, like, a what if or something, mm-hmm. and, like, that, like, her, she's saying, I'm Taylor Swift, and I still sometimes think of you, that's a real fucking legacy. You would be someone really special for me to still think yeah. about you. Yeah. 
Um, well, we have to explicit this one. Yeah. Well, and I also just like love like, yeah, the way she says like, that's a real fucking legacy. Yeah, it's very. To leave. Like she, you can hear her like almost like she's up at midnight. She's like, why am I thinking about this person? Yeah. It's, yeah. I think it's really interesting. And I don't know, maybe I'm like unintentionally a hailer, which is like Harry and Taylor mm. Stanners. But like, I don't believe that they should be together or should have ended up together. Like, I think Joe is who is right for her. But I do feel like it was just like two huge pop stars, like the creative power that came from that. Yeah. I think it is cool. Like, in my head, I'd like if they looked fondly on each other. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And I know that they're friendly on friendly terms. So I think that they do. Yeah. But, like, my ultimate dream would be that they look finally enough upon each other that he does a feature on 1989 Taylor's oh version. Oh, my God. Could you imagine? I don't think it's going to happen, but that would be unreal. Yeah. That if he, if they, there was I feel a, like people's heads would explode. If there was a vault track that was, yeah. he was on. Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I would, I would explode. Pretty. Or even just a bonus track of one of the songs that, like, kind of, like, is about him with him singing something on mm. it. I don't know. I think mm-hmm, it'd be pretty. Mm-hmm. Pretty neat. Pretty neato. But yeah, so I just, I really... Um, yeah, it's a good one. Like that line. It's a good one. Okay, Devin. Mm-hmm. From 1 to 10, cheap-ass screw-top roses, or 1 to 10, screw-top roses, what do you give Maroon? So, I'm going with my gut, and my gut says three. Oh my god. <laughs> three screw-top oh roses god, we're gonna for get Maroon. haters for this one. Okay. No, I am. It's always me. Yeah. I, I'm the one that always gets the... Yeah. You know, I just don't really vibe with it <laughs> at all. And it's so, it, it, you know, it's it's rare for me to, as I said, not really like the production mm-hmm. of a Jack song. And as we all know, and as all of our listeners know, the music is what really keeps me in and draws yeah, me in yeah. and the production of it, right? So you don't like and, the part that I chose you, the one I was dancing with. You don't like that part? It's, it's fine. Hmm. Interesting. There's there's just nothing behind her vocal. Like, mm. it, it's a whole bunch of, I don't know. It, it, it just, just, it just feels to so flat to me. Mm. And yeah, her vocal is good. And like, there are some really good lyrics here. But in terms of listenability for me, there isn't very much. Mm. I, I, I do not find this nice to listen to. <laughs> So, so I have to, I have to give it a three. Okay. Um, because, uh, you know, wow. like that, that's how my ratings go. I feel like go. that's less than Beautiful Ghost. <laughs> no, Beautiful Ghost was absolutely like a two. Yeah, you probably gave it a two. 100%. Haven't thought about Beautiful Ghosts in a while. I haven't thought, I think about Beautiful Ghosts every day. <laughs> <laughs> I may have even given Beautiful Ghosts a one. I'm, no, I'm not I think sure. you give it I'll to one. I don't to... think you give anything a one. No. No. So, Gab... From 1 to 10, screw top roses. What do you give this song? I'm going to give Maroon 7 screw top roses. I like this song. I think this song is good. I think it's poppy. I think it's kind of got hit potential. It's just not one of my favorites, but I don't think it's bad in any way. Like, I don't feel the same way you do about it. I think when we ultimately have all our ratings, though, I feel like my 7s are going to be, like, huge, (laughs) and then my 10s are going to be huge. Yeah. So it's kind of funny, but I feel good about that rating, 7. Okay. Listen along with us. You can check us out on Instagram at Tata Z Podcast and give us all your thoughts. Who do you think that maroon is about? Mm-hmm. Do you have a connection to the color maroon? Ooh. <laughs> do you want to try and prove Devin wrong about the production of the song and Ooh. what your favorite parts are? Ooh. Let us know all in the comments 
And remember, you can find exclusive bonus content on our Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. Yes. Thank you, as always, to our patrons. You are absolutely, absolutely the best. Thank you. On the next episode, we'll be covering our first and only Q song. And we got a Q song, from guys. Midnight's. There was no Q song before, and now we have a Q song. Pretty cool. And it is question dot 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 question mark from Midnight's. Come hang with us. I'm Devin. And I'm Gab. This has been Kate to Z. Thanks for listening. See you next time. <laughs>